Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Wednesday, October 13th. Today on the show, a young phenom makes the Predators opening night roster. Freddie Freeman launches the Braves into the next round of the playoffs. The U.S. men's national team is back on the field in World Cup qualifiers with a lot of Nashville SC flavor. We've got your weekly Derek Henry usage experiment update. But we begin with what Vegas is telling us about the Ole Miss-Tennessee matchup and one very interesting prediction from Stephen Godfrey. Make sure you know the name, The Kingston Group. That is all that I ask on this show. I would never tell you to do something on this show if I didn't believe in it and I didn't do it myself. We use The Kingston Group at my family because they are a proven commodity with a proven process that will not only make you happy in your home, but it allow your home to make you some money as well. Go to the website, buildkg.com, and look at their work. Have a conversation with them. Just talk to them. I guarantee you that whether you're thinking about doing something this week, next month, next year, five years from now, they will be of benefit to you in some way, shape, or form because their process is proven and they're award-winning because of it. Locally owned, custom home and remodeling firm, The Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. The hype is continuing to build as the week goes along. Lane Kiffin is coming back to Neyland Stadium. It will be checkerboarded and sold out according to reports. It is a perfect storm of emotional energy, which is probably a very dangerous place for Tennessee fans to be living right now. There are two stellar offensive systems playing at crazy fast clips in front of hopefully 100,000 desperate people just clinging for dear life to any semblance of evidence that their program is finally making some positive progress. The former coach and his notoriously comical track record for immature behavior and the history, it's all there. And even Vegas agrees about this too. You see, the line opened at about four And that's the house begging you to take Ole Miss. It's the obvious play. Of course the Rebels are better than Tennessee. Of course they'll win by four points. They are better in every conceivable way on offense, and Tennessee's defense has been playing way over its head the entire season. But that short line is really telling you that Vegas thinks something is very fishy with this matchup, and that is very good news for Tennessee fans. So when I asked Stephen Godfrey on the Fringe Element podcast if this atmosphere in Neyland could rival that of the Oklahoma game in 2017, I should not have been surprised by his fascinating response. No, because Tennessee's not in the same stand in terms of like what to play for. I think Tennessee's still learning to love again, Um, but it will be after they win this game because I think Tennessee's going to upset Ole Miss. Do tell. Explain. I just think that look at it now objectively. Look at the body of work that they've provided you on defense. Okay. There were gradual gains against this uh, Louisville team that I don't know if anyone's been paying attention is woefully inconsistent week to week. Okay. They were able to do whatever, whenever they wanted to on offense and were able to dictate terms in a very sleepy Monday night game in week one. That was probably their best defensive performance. Tulane, they looked decent. Tulane was still able to score, I believe, 21 in the first half. They had consistent scoring drives. And that's it, folks, in terms of, in terms of uh, admirable defensive performances. That's kind of what we built that Alabama game on. We do this every time. So going into Alabama, they were – I really thought there's a, a pretty decent blueprint from Alabama as to how to beat this team. Arkansas used some of it. I don't think that they had the, just the athleticism on defense to do it in terms of speed and spacing. But none of that might matter. Tennessee doesn't have any of that either. But it doesn't matter because what Tennessee does have is the ability to push this defense, push this defense, push this defense on Ole Miss' side. 
So what Alabama decided was our defense will beat your offense and then we'll just kind of run a basically offensive base for most of that game. What happened against Arkansas has now convinced me that, that Ole Miss is secretly bad. They're just winning hands. They're just they're on that hot streak at the table. What's interesting is that I do not disagree. Vegas is telling you Tennessee is going to play really well. I think all of the momentum behind the offense, being at home, the crowd, I think it's all going to feed into Tennessee playing well. But I'm also a classically trained Tennessee alumni who thinks the bottom of the defense is going to fall out at any moment. And who, of course, better to take advantage of that than Lane Kiffin on a mission along with a Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback in Matt Corral. I still think Ole Miss figures out a way to win, but I agree with everybody, Vegas included and Steven, that Tennessee is going to play extremely well in front of what should be a fantastic crowd at Neyland Stadium. After 29 more carries, many of them very tough yards against Jacksonville, the Derrick Henry usage experiment continues. He is still leading the NFL in every major category, of course, including total touches with 156 through five games. For reference, he's already got 33 more touches in five games than he had during his entire rookie season and is only 31 touches away from passing his total from his second season in just six games. He is on pace for 530 touches over 17 games at 31.2 per game. His utter career dominance late in the year and in the postseason is the only way this Titans team will find any success in the playoffs this year or really any year. So I guess we're just going to do this. Find out once and for all, the human body versus an NFL defense, Henry versus history. We'll see because I'm not sure Mike Vrabel has any other choice. The Nashville Predators final roster for Thursday night's season opener against Seattle has been set. And there are a couple of things to note. Of course, number one, the youth movement is not only underway, but is the strategy as the kids will play this season, at least to start the year. Prize 20-year-old prospect Philip Tomasino made the opening night roster and could play top six minutes for the team right out of the gate. I think expectations, though, should be held in check as we need time, games, weeks, or maybe even months to figure out if he's ready or not. Tomasino is just one of 10 players on the current active roster who are 25 years old or younger. Alex Carrier is penciled in on the top blue line pairing with Roman Yossi with a grand total of 24 NHL games under his belt. Cody Glass is 22 years old and could be the number two center and is at minimum your number three center. Luke Cunnan, Tanner Janot, Yakov Trenin, Dante Fabro, and of course Ellie Tolvanen all start the season on the active roster and basically in the starting lineup and all are 25 years old or younger. All are expected, especially Tolvanen and Tomasino, to help shoulder some of the scoring burden for this offensively challenged team right away. And if you're trying to get excited or optimistic about the Preds overachieving this year, Right here is the answer. They are much younger and much more talented. And just imagine what this team could be if the top paid forwards actually delivered on their monstrous contracts. But that's neither here nor there. Now, does this mean the team will make the playoffs? We have no clue. But you know what? Adam Vingan and I will give you a complete season preview full with official predictions on this week's Gold Standard Podcast out on Thursdays everywhere podcasts are found. The Atlanta Braves are going to their second straight National League Championship Series after Freddie Freeman hit a two-out first-pitch game-winning home run in the bottom of the eighth inning to break a 4-4 tie and win Game 4 over the Milwaukee Brewers in the National League Divisional Series. And he did it off superstar reliever Josh Hader, who has never allowed a postseason home run and is one of the better closers relievers of our generation. Let me just say... As a lifelong, suffering New York Mets fan, I like Freddie Freeman. 
I always have. And do you know how hard it is for me to say that out loud? As a lover of dramatic sports moments and events, to see the face of the franchise hit one of the most improbable home runs to clinch a playoff series at home in front of the home fans was cool as hell. And again, do you know how hard it is for me to say that out loud? I hate so many things about the Atlanta Braves, but Freddie Freeman ain't one of them. Watching him fist pump his way around the bases on Tuesday was awesome. But only if the Braves lose one game shy of the World Series again and Chipper Jones can go to hell naming a stupid kid after my stupid stadium. Crappy switch-hitting garbage third baseman. Game one of the NLCS will begin on Saturday. The U.S. men's national team will wrap up its second window of World Cup qualifiers tonight at home against Costa Rica at Lower.com Field in Columbus, Ohio at 6 p.m. Obviously, snagging three points in the sixth of 14 qualifiers is critical, especially at home against a team not expected to reach the international tournament. So that's obviously the most critical piece of Wednesday's equation. But there could also be plenty of Nashville SC vibes floating around as well. Walker Zimmerman has captained the team in each of the last two matches, including the entire 90 against Panama in the loss on Sunday. And maybe we get a glimpse of Randall Leal for Costa Rica. We've seen a ton of Music City soccer stars in the World Cup qualifiers so far, as Alistair Johnston has played every minute for Canada. Annabelle Godoy scored the game winner, sort of, and captained the Panama squad on Sunday unfortunately against us, and Wednesday's matchup could provide more Nashville on Nashville crime. The boys in gold are back in action this weekend with just six to go, and if you want a complete preview of the final chunk of the season and some genuine analysis of what the men's national team starting 11 should look like in the World Cup, please check out the Club and Country podcast featuring the great Tim Sullivan of clubcountryusa.com out every single Tuesday everywhere podcasts are found. This week, we were true to the namesake and covered both club and country. Rate, review, and subscribe. Make sure you remember the name The Kingston Group. They are an award-winning, locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm for a reason, because they've been in business in Nashville for over 10 years, making people happy and making people money with their homes. Just remember the name The Kingston Group. If you're going to do any work on your house, give them a call. Check out their work. BuildKG.com is the website. The Kingston Group. Thank you guys all for listening. Of course, please share the product. That is all that we ask. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Again, thank you guys all for listening. This has been the 440 for Wednesday, October 13th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.